John, I am. There's an old axiom. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog that counts. And you're seeing that with Ukraine, with the Ukraine fighting and the leadership of Zelensky. I, I think Putin is losing. I think Russia is losing. He's thrown his first line units against Ukrainians and they're beating him. Uh, and it's the heart that, that they're showing is incredible. And that's the reason why the world is rallying. They're, they see what they're doing. They see they're fighting for the homeland. And they're seeing President Zelensky stand up and say, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. Uh That's Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg retired speaking on Fox News. Putin is losing. How is that even possible? Tony Katz at 93 WIBC. I'm not saying I don't want him to lose. I want Putin to lose and I want Putin to be gone. I want a better life for the Russian people and I certainly want it for the Ukrainian people. It seems the Ukrainian people want that better life as well. When President Zelensky was offered an opportunity to evacuate Ukraine, he said, no, I'm staying and I'm fighting. The Russians, we were told, could take the country in 36 hours, but they didn't do it. And it turns out that they couldn't do it. So what did we miss or what is it about Putin that isn't capable of the moment? Major Mike Lyons joins us right now, a retired United States Army West Point graduate military analyst. You were the first person to say to me, this isn't going as well as I would have expected this to go for the Russians. They're getting bogged down in some places. And then we started hearing uh, the stories of the Ukrainians fighting back. And then I've been, as I've been texting with you over the weekend and doing my own uh, research, that the Russians have this history of being very, very bad when it comes to supply chain, when it comes to being able to monitor those forward forces and keep things going and flowing. Let's start with the basics. What has happened to the Russian military? Why have they been bogged down in these places? Well, Tony, I think some some ways have not really followed their own doctrine. Um, you know, we thought we were going to see shock and awe. We didn't really see that from the strategic weapons. They didn't fire the amount of ordinance that we normally would see fire there. And, and, and they haven't really set this thing up from a... Um, uh, strategically in, in echelons, and which would really would be that blitzkrieg, that get back to that kind of that Operation Barbarossa, World War II type of um, of uh, ground combat, uh, where there's you know another wave ready to go. This looks like it's it's a one shot deal, one shot pony, and and doing a little bit of more research, it looks like it's been more set up a special op. And what does that mean? It just means that they've just got one echelon. And they're just trying to reinforce it, and they thought they were just going to roll right through there and, and, and be in a different place than they are today, four to five days into this. So um, they miscalculated very badly, and now momentum has shifted back on the side to the Ukrainians and the civilians that are fighting. I, you know, they're not, they're not losing just yet, and, and you know, Ukraine wins by not losing. Um, there's still some, some pretty tough slog and some fight to go, uh, as it looks like they're starting to reinforce logistically what they didn't do the first couple of days of the battle. I don't disagree that, that it's not over, but certainly the Ukrainian fight and the Russian, what could be described as incompetence or something else going on, has created an opportunity, for example, Germany to say, okay, we're going to go against our own rules and send a thousand anti-tank missiles and some other support to Ukraine. It has absolutely, I, I think we can agree, engaged a shift in world policy re regarding the situation here. Talk to me about 
when, when you when you take a look at what you thought was going to be a we'll call it a blitzkrieg type massive attack wave after wave absolutely destroy the morale of the opposition this would be russia destroying the morale of ukraine and it didn't come do they not have the people do they not have the the, the weapons or did was the russian military lulled into a false sense of security that every they could just roll over the ukrainians and the ukrainians will lie down and say please don't hurt us and the next thing you know bullets started flying and the russian military isn't trained well enough to deal with bullets flying at them. I think a couple of the basics. I think, first of all, your point about not having enough troops really now is coming into play. I thought they, they kind of had enough. You know, they, they, you know they, they were doing what we did initially in Iraq against a, a very inferior enemy, and given our, our firepower, we did kind of a just-in-time war there. We, we launched what, what we had, and then we reinforced on the backside. Uh, recognizing this is more like a desert storm where they needed 500,000 troops. So they only bring 150 or so, 160 to the, to the field. And then of that, only, let's say, 70 or 80,000 are actually doing the war fighting. So that, that was kind of the first problem. Um, and I think the, the second problem is they, they didn't do any kind of formations. They, they came, you know, they, we were worried about the snow and the, and the ground freezing. They were going to uh, cross the Ukraine plain in, the, in these, you know, wide formations. They just came on the roads. And, and so they became sitting ducks and sitting targets as those roads became blocked and became clogged. So, so again, so many different things that the Russians have made mistakes. And plus, we're now seeing uh, these stories of Russian soldiers not fighting uh, when faced, you know, kind of toe to toe. I don't think they had the kind of um, combat experience that we thought that they were going to bring to the field from, from what they did in Syria. So, you, and the conscripts, all these things have now added up to the fact that, that they're, they're stuck in a quagmire. I hate to use that term so early in the phase, but they're not. They're, if you are a Russian general officer right now, you've got to be embarrassed and knowing full well your head's going to roll by Vladimir Putin based on the performance of your military at this point. Talking to Major Mike Lyons, retired United States Army. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, M-A-J Mike Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S, M-A-J Mike Lyons. On uh, Twitter, you and I had some text conversations uh, over the weekend. I hope you don't mind me sharing a, a little bit uh, of that. Because one of the conversations here is the idea of how do you help Putin out of a problem? And this is this yeah. is, I think, a weird conversation to people to have because when when you got a guy beat, you got him beat. Why do you have to help him out of a problem? And this goes to taking a look at just a little bit of recent history reg- regarding Syria. So let us discuss: Does Putin need an off ramp? Does the United States have to give it to him? And what does that off ramp look like? And what happens if he doesn't get it? Yeah, I think he does. Now, I'm not sure the U.S. is going to do that. I think given where Europe is engaged right now, it's got to be the European community. And we have to also then make sure that we're not trying to sow some old, uh, you know, old uh, things that have happened in the past against him. So I don't know. It, it's, you know, he, he increases his nuclear uh, arsenal or is his alert status. He now is going to likely move nukes into Belarus. Belarus might as well be, you know, obviously they've joined Russia on this. We're getting down this path where if it doesn't stop soon and the civilian atrocities, now we're looking at war crimes. You know, we can't have we can't bring the leader of uh, of Russia to the Hague and, and charge with war crimes when the fact that he has 7,500 nuclear weapons. And so that's the reality of the situation. We can cavil over whether that you know is going to happen or not. But so I, I don't know. The, the the initial talks have not gone well right now. I think all Vladimir Putin is trying to do is buy time. He's looking to assassinate Zelensky. He's looking to take this even out of a military context and just and just cut the head off the leader, hoping Ukraine, hoping Kiev falls that way as well. 
Um, that that off ramp though might be he gets to keep these areas in southern Ukraine. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe Ukraine the boundary gets redrawn. The question is whether the Ukraine civilians are going to go for that. But this 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 the other part of this this part two is a backed into a corner Vladimir Putin. Do we start seeing the Vladimir Putin of Syria, a chemical weapons Vladimir Putin? You talk about the nuclear arsenal he has. I am not at this moment seeing the possibility of nuclear war. But again, a backed in the corner and possibly not in, in, in his best mental state, Vladimir Putin. We're starting to hear a lot of those stories as well. Mm-hmm. Is there a concern that this can get far uglier in terms of the atrocities you're talking about? I think so. I think that's what we've got to be concerned about, and that makes that off-ramp a lot more difficult. And all Vladimir Putin is wants the United States or some somebody to say is, you know, regime change in Russia, and then there you go. He's now fighting for his own survival. He's going to do anything with regard to making sure that that, that doesn't happen. Again, he saw what the United States did to Iraq in 2003. He saw what happened to Iraq in, in 91. So, you know, it, it is a... Um, a slippery slope for for this situation here, and I think we're going to do the right thing. We'll pour these weapons and we'll pour the the systems we can into into Poland in order to get them across the border and get them in the hands of the Ukraine citizens. He's going to have to back down himself here, and um, it's going to have to face the music with his people once the time comes, uh, or else. The only other pivot to that is he decides to turn this military due north, which he doesn't have enough of right now. I thought he did, but he doesn't have enough of right now to go for the Baltics. 